Welcome. Welcome to A Resonant Life, produced by The Time Is Now Productions. I am Mike Thompson, your host and reflector in chief. Over the next 20 to 30 minutes, we will discuss experiences and insights about living a life devoted to uncovering our authentic selves and finding fulfilling purpose from the past, the present, and the future. To kick off our discussion, I'll share my opinions gathered from my life and experiences. Opinions between people are various, and we don't all need to hold the same ones. But it is fun to hear the opinions of others as it gives us an opportunity to freshen up our own. If you enjoy and gain insight, please subscribe and share. If you have questions, please email them. And as always, nothing we cover here is a proscription or a prescription. It is a discussion of life and life's internal and external experiences. So let's get to it. Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so encouraged and grateful that you're listening and taking time from your daily lives to join me in this project. With our collective and concerted and sincere efforts, we will all surely succeed at our goal here, uncovering our authentic selves and creating abiding happiness in our world for ourselves and others. All of our positive, intentional actions, no matter how small, make a difference in this world we share. And that is a much-needed positive difference. Okay, let's get started on today's topic. Altruism. Just what the heck is it? What do we mean when we say altruism? What do we mean by this? We've talked many times now about making altruistic actions, about having an altruistic state of mind, of intentionally acting for others before acting for ourselves, or, or at least doing both at the same time. Altruism permeates everything we've been doing together here at A Resonant Life. Everything. But when it comes down to the details, do we fully understand what altruism is, what an altruistic mindset is in all of its expressions? So let's try. Let's give it a whirl. Let's figure it out together. And then we'll talk about why this is the mindset that will unlock abiding happiness in our lives and the lives of those around us, and then by extension, foster more peace in this world. I think the, the best place to start is with the historical Buddha, Shakyamuni. In the Mahaparinirvana Sutra, this is the sutra about the time of his passing into Parinirvana, basically at his physical death. In the chapter of that sutra titled, Bodhisattva Lion's Roar, he relates this prayer. As one with wisdom, 
I wish to take on the inexpressible agony of all beings on their behalf. I wish to gather up and absorb people's poverty, crudeness, insidious desire, and negative acts of greed, anger, and ignorance. I wish for people to let go of their greed and not be bound by lust or the desire to be held in high regard. I wish to free people from the cycle of birth and death, yet willingly stay in that cycle myself on their behalf. And I hope that everyone can attain perfect, universal enlightenment. This, this aspirational prayer lays out pretty clearly the foundation for altruism. But let's be clear. It's pretty hard to get one's head into that frame, as powerful as it is. I wish to gather up and absorb people's poverty, crudeness, insidious desire, and negative acts of greed, anger, and ignorance. That is some heavy stuff, and I'm not sure if I could really do that, if I could survive it, even if I could do it. It is a, a fearsome, intense wish. I mean, my own life is challenging enough. How could I possibly take on the suffering and delusions of others? It, it, it overwhelms me to think of it. And I think this is the thing to keep in mind when we consider this prayer. This, this prayer is a wish, an aspiration. To use a modern expression, it is a stretch goal, <laughs> a big stretch. While the historical Buddha, through his path to enlightenment, may have been able to literally fulfill the aspirations of this prayer, it is shared here to state clearly the goal, the ultimate. The thing, the ultimate thing that we're working towards. Despite it being overwhelming to consider, it can still inform us point us in a specific direction and help us to more deeply understand altruism and more importantly how to become more altruistic in all of our thoughts our words and our actions okay to get a deeper understanding and fish out some guiding principles to help us make positive steps forward let's break it all down a bit. First, altruism generally. We've discussed and shown many times now throughout the year we've been doing Resonant Life how altruistic action is the path to abiding happiness because it overrides our egos. Our egos, the combination of primal genetic drives to survive, and the civilized, intellectualized expressions of those drives, they want us always to be first in everything. First, first, top. And this creates conflict with others because they're also trying to be first and on top. 
and it perpetuates an ever-repeated cycle of making the same mistakes and never quite feeling happy enough, always in competition, always winning or losing, and never always just steady, and definitely not happy always because of that, not feeling abidingly happy in that reality, the ego-driven reality. Okay, check. One, altruism overrides our ego and creates the opportunity for abiding happiness. We're sort of building our understanding here of altruism. Okay, let's move on. Next, as we've discussed before, conscious, intentional, altruistic action unlocks and uncovers our authentic selves. Well, what, what are our authentic selves? We talk about this a lot too. This is maybe more straightforward. In Buddhist terms, our authentic self is our unique Buddha nature, the inherent capacity for every single sentient being to become a Buddha. Every sentient being has a Buddha nature, and it's the inherent capacity to become a Buddha, to become enlightened. How, how do altruistic actions do this? Well, they purify. Our our Buddha natures, or our authentic selves, they are essentially hidden and covered by the residue of negative karma, the gunk of the negative and bad actions we've taken in our lives. If you want to look at it more from a traditional Buddhist perspective, it is the accumulation of negative habitual tendencies from infinite past lives. That's a lot of gunk. <laughs> that is a lot of gunk. So, okay, check number two. Altruism purifies our negative karma, which uncovers our authentic selves, our Buddha natures, and clears the pathway to more abiding happiness, not tainted by negativity and its results. Okay, here is one more aspect. Altruism, selfless acts for others creates happiness, relief, peace, even joy in others. Altruistic acts create joy in others. And if we do these acts without condition or distinction, that happiness creates ripples of happiness that radiate out. Infinitely, really. It is a power. It's a superpower. Do something nice for no reason other than to do it, and people become happier or relieved or find ease, whatever the context, whatever the situation. We have the power to create happiness and peace in others. Why would we not want to do this all the time? Okay. Check number three. Altruism creates happiness and peace in others and the world. Seems like a pretty good deal that shouldn't be squandered, right? So all of this seems pretty straightforward. Do good things for others intentionally. Work to override our ego's insistence that we focus on ourselves and leverage that override to focus on others instead. And when we do all this, good things happen. Good things for us, for others, for the future. Clear. Difficult. 
difficult but clear, right? And it all it all sounds good in isolation. It all sounds good right here, chitty chatty, chitty chatty, talking about it. It all sounds great when we're all comfy cozy here in this moment right now. But yeah, life is a lot more complicated. Life moves super fast and frankly never stops throwing challenges our way. It makes me, I can't remember the exact cartoon, but it makes me think of a cartoon where the villain keeps chung, 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 throwing things nonstop at the hero. And the hero's just like, chung, 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 bouncing them away, bouncing them away, trying to move forward, but can't. Is it, is it a Bugs Bunny cartoon? I can't remember. Anyway, the hero keeps dodging and deflecting and rope-a-doping and is never able to move forward. That's life throwing stuff at us, right? And there we are going dodging. But just holding our ground, it's, it's nearly impossible, right? With the onslaught of things being thrown at us by life. So let's, let's look at some specific examples. Um, being sick. I have a recent personal experience with this one. I was perking along and then boom, suddenly I've got a raging fever and I'm in bed, flat on my back, sweating and and hallucinating for 36 hours. The class, the class I was supposed to teach canceled. The dinner I was supposed to cook canceled. My part of taking care of our household and the pets taken care of by my husband instead of me. And he also had to worry about and care for me on top of all the stuff he already has to do like his job. What were my opportunities to be altruistic during all of that when I'm on my back, barely barely conscious, delirious, in fact. What altruistic actions could I have taken? I, I was flat out. Or I have a friend who recently had a, a very risky and invasive surgery to treat a, a really aggressive cancer. And this, this friend, I have so much respect and admiration for him. He has a huge heart. He devotes so much of his time to caring for senior rescue dogs. But, but you know, not now. Now my friend is in the hospital and can do nothing except recover. Thank goodness his wife is able to help out with that. Or how about someone living with, with terrible chronic pain? There's so many people living with pain. So much energy is required just to manage the pain while getting through the activities of daily living. There's so little bandwidth and awareness left for others, right? Because you're just focusing on putting one foot in front of the other, doing this, doing that, and containing the pain. Or how about someone with, with enormous stress from a job? Or stress from overwhelming financial burdens? Or someone who's worried and stressed about losing their home? Or someone who is raising children? Or any number of scenarios, right, where your bandwidth is consumed by the realities of daily living. And as we talked about before, pain and illness, they, they narrow us. They narrow our field of compassion and empathy. They constrain our capacity because so much attention is needed to manage the pain, manage the illness and its impact. For me, while in my fever haze, sweating it out in bed, I, I had a moment, though, where I thought about all of this, laying there with, with the full knowledge that not only could I not act altruistically, as is my intent, but 
that I was actually a burden to someone else in that moment. The image of the ocean came to me as I was kind of feverishly dwelling on these things. The ocean is ever-changing, ever in a different mode. Tides come in, tides go out. It is calm or it is filled with waves. Sometimes it looks blue. Sometimes it looks green. Sometimes it's murky. Sometimes crystal clear. And an ocean, vast as it is, is different in different places, right? Different locations, murky here, green there. Calm here, wavy there. Yet high tide, low tide, calm, rough, blue, green, clear, murky. The ocean is still the ocean. Its nature is ocean. That, that is immutable, unchangeable. It seemed to me that there's an analog in this line of thinking, in this metaphor. It is another way of thinking about all beings having a Buddha nature, as mentioned earlier. Maybe another way of saying that, uh, of thinking about it, uh, of making it active and engaged in our lives, is to think of it as altruism. We all have an altruistic nature, our natures, our most innate, immutable natures are altruistic. Ocean is ocean. We are altruistic. And even if we don't act altruistically, even if we don't live altruistically, if we don't care a thing about others, we still have as our innate nature altruism. Our egos and their quirks and drives and desires are like the tides, the waves, the color of the ocean. They mask the nature. In our metaphor here, they mask the authenticity, the energy of our altruism. They're a part of the gunk. And so being altruistic, speaking kindly, thinking compassionately, acting altruistically, these are our most basic natures. But as we've discussed so often, change happens when we act, when we take concrete actions for others, when we can't act because of pain, illness, circumstance. What do we do, right? How do we make that change? If we can't act, that's when the action happens, right? That's when the change happens. If, but if we can't act because of pain, illness, circumstance, then what do we do? Well, we can think. We can pray. We can meditate. And we can do so with our intention explicitly set to do so for the sake and benefit of others. So even if we can't act, we can still act through our prayer, through our minds, through our hearts. Maybe it's a good time to remind ourselves. 
everything we do for others, all of our altruistic actions, while they may create happiness, ease, and joy in others, while they may make the world better, while they may create large and small positive changes in others, their real change is upon us. We are changed. It is our altruistic natures we are trying to scrub clean, to remove the gunk. It is our negative karma that we are trying to purify. It is ourselves that begin to shine brighter in the world as we do this. This is a fundamental and deep truth. We act altruistically. We act to help others without condition or distinction, to bring them happiness. But that, their happiness, is a byproduct of the change we are working on ourselves. The paradox is, if we act altruistically to benefit ourselves, if that's our intention and our goal, even to achieve this, the purification of our karma, if, even if that's just our motivation, it won't work. It won't work. This paradox is the heart of altruism. It is we who are ultimately changed by acting altruistically. Yet it is for others that we act, and our motivation and our intent must be for the sake and benefit of others. If it isn't, it isn't altruism. It is just self-centered, self-serving actions to benefit ourselves. There are conditions to our actions in that scenario, and there are distinctions. So again, we are the ones changed positively through our altruistic actions. But our heart, motivation, and intent must always and only be set to be of benefit to others with our actions of body, speech, and mind. This is the insight, the secret sauce of altruism. Our ego is clever. It will always try to insert itself, shouldering out our altruistic intent, just bumping it out, right? Being intentional, explicit, and concrete, setting our hearts and minds to act in the service of others, this is how we cultivate the abiding happiness and joy of enlightenment and keep that ego at bay and keep our intent pure. The takeaway then, the takeaway is the prayer, the heart, mind, and intent to explicitly remind ourselves to do for others, not for ourselves. The, the prayer I often use is, for the sake and benefit of all others, may my actions of body, speech, and mind bring joy, peace, and ease, without condition or distinction. For the sake and benefit of all others, may my actions of body, speech, and mind bring joy, peace, and ease, without condition or distinction. We can do this, or something like it. We can add this to our bucket of mantras that we are filling, right? This can be added to our bucket of mantras. Maybe 
altruism is still a little murky, still, still a little hard to understand. I guess these deeper truths are elusive, um, hard to get a, get a handle on, hard to really get an intellectual handle on. That's why taking action is always the way forward. Acting with the intent to do the best we can with what we have. Just that sincere motivation is a start and the path to abiding happiness. And that will emerge as wisdom. Step by step, one after the other, reinforcing our sincerity and intentions, we will succeed. Our altruistic natures will shine brighter and brighter and our world will become more and more reflective of that, of happiness and joy. Thank you for joining today. I hope you're going away with some more insight on how to live and act altruistically, how to set your intentions to do so, and how to go forward from now to cultivating a life of abiding happiness and joy, an authentic life. Thank you. Thank you for joining today. If you enjoyed what you heard here and want to hear more, please subscribe and share. If you'd like to share your own experience, thoughts, or ask a question, please send an email to mike at resonant.social. Theme music is courtesy of Stock Audios, distributed by Pixabay. A Resonant Life is from the Time Is Now Productions. Your support in all its many forms is deeply appreciated.